I like the old school uh, Wayfarers that okay. don't record every aspect of my life. When I first saw them, I was like, oh, this is like every kid's dream, like spy glasses. Yeah. And it seems kind of neat, but kind of the uh, caveat here is it is directly integrated with Meta. So they're getting all of this. They're it's getting their dream spy glasses. <laughs> you're right. spying for Meta is what you're yeah. saying. You might think, well, I already own my dad. You know, I have it. I post stuff on Facebook. That's my stuff. It's actually not. I think the problem with TikTok when compared to these other American companies is that TikTok doesn't have any of that necessarily. They don't. They claim they're playing by the rules, but they're not playing by the rules. Hello, and welcome to the Pop Culture Contrarian. Today's episode is Big Tech Pirates, Your Life. Uh, so, Andrew, I think you you noticed the thing that kind of put us on this topic. So do you want to open with Meta's new move in this arena? Yeah, so they have introduced their new Ray-Ban Meta glasses. Okay. And I like Ray-Bans. I like them did too. Did you order a pair already? I did not. I like the old school uh, Wayfarers that okay. don't record every aspect of my life. Oh, so these rec- these are recording glasses. Indeed. Yeah, okay. so they do several things. They've got cameras in them. That's kind of the main feature. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea behind it is like for live streamers or right. know, first person. Influencers, I guess. Yeah. Right. And so you can use them as a wearable video camera to see everything mm-hmm. that you see. Also, they work as headphones, oh. and they have an AI feature where you can ask Meta about different things, sort of like Alexa or Siri or those kinds of okay. bots. They, you know, they play I, music, you know, right, that kind right, of stuff. Right, right, through the headphones. So are they, like, just in beta stage? or They are fully ready to rock oh, and roll. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, they're being advertised. I see it on yeah. Facebook all the time. And they're a little bit different. Initially, out the gate, I thought, Maybe they could be comparable to what Google's trying to do with the Google Glass. Right, that was eight years ago or something. Yeah, and that really kind of fell flat. And the Google Glass idea was more of like a... It was more like a heads-up display that you navigate with your eyes. Almost like a cyborg accessory. And that was more for the user. Mm -hmm. And this seems to be more for the internet and the platform. Okay. Okay. In my opinion, it is... In many ways, kind of an intrusive device. Yeah, that's um, for sure. If someone's just walking around with glasses on and they're recording it, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, are, is it obvious that these glasses are uh, kind of like spy glasses? I mean, if you looked at them pretty hard, yes. And we can probably uh, show a picture on the screen for those who are watching. And for those who are listening, we can put a link in the show so notes. It, actually, to me, it looks like you wouldn't know that they weren't sunglasses. Or yeah, they right. they look like standard glasses. I know they look a lot like Ray Bans. So I think in some ways that's a bit more like they're nefarious. Well, and you I know what's interesting with that because of certain states that have laws regarding recording, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you consent. have to get permission to record. Like I think that's the case in California. I don't think mm. I think you have to get permission. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll yeah, be interesting because you can't just. That? Walking around, recording everything. I mean, there's already loopholes on that, right? If you record someone who doesn't want to be recorded, you don't have to delete your video. You just have to either edit them out or put a blur over their face or something, right? Uh, that might be sure. Yeah, that might be the case. Uh, when I first saw them, I was like, "Oh, this is like every kid's dream, like spy glasses," yeah. and it seems kind of neat. But 
kind of the uh, caveat here is it is directly integrated with Meta. And so they're getting all of this. It's getting. their dream spy glasses. Right. You're spying for Meta is what you're yeah. saying. It, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, you're building the universe of yeah. the Metaverse. Right? The right. Metaverse. Yes, yeah. yes. So we all carry these little spy devices in our pockets Yeah. anyway, but they're, uh, it's less obvious. Maybe in some ways it's a little bit more nefarious, but yeah. we've all kind of gotten used to the idea of... Someone's uh, basically listening. Yeah, Facebook's listening, but this is kind of like the next step to just overt, yeah, we're going to listen and see everything that you do every moment of your life yeah well going back to the google glass i do you know that was kind of people talked about it kind of in the same way we're talking about the meta ray bands right now but my sister actually told me one time she and her friends were at the park and this kind of creepy guy was going around offering people back rubs which is already kind of weird and uh, she noticed he was wearing these glasses, and I think the Google Glass had a little light that turned on when it was recording, and she was like, are you recording? And he was like, oh, uh, it's just for myself, you know, some kind of waffle. But it was like, that's really creepy, going around recording yourself, giving people back rubs. That's, that's some kind of pervert right there. Yeah. So mm. this is definitely, as with all things, it's a tool. It will be used for good and for bad. But... You know, there's definitely going to be a lot of opportunity for perverts to misuse this stuff. Yeah. But even further, though, my biggest issue is the integration with the big tech platforms. Right, right. And how how are they going to use that? I wonder how, like, what the Wi-Fi works. Does it connect to your phone and connect that way to Meta? Or does it only send data to Meta when they're on Wi-Fi? That'll that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to know. Find out. I guess my question is... I don't know, other than someone who's like, I guess I guess it's turning everybody into YouTubers where everybody's going to record their lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, Elon's saying that with the coming rise of robotics and AI, no one's going to have to work. So everyone's going to be creating these tertiary economic value, you know, streaming or live streaming or what, all, all these internet jobs that exist are mostly, they're not actually creating things of real value. So that's like there's primary value, which is farmer they're growing mm-hmm. food and then there's secondary which is like i think secondary is more like making clothes or something like that sure. which is okay. necessary but not as necessary as food i think the problem for some of these youtubers is how are they going to be both behind the camera and in front of it <laughs> well yeah. if yeah. your glasses are recording you're holding your phone up like this perfect you know <laughs> right. you got everything yeah you need I both guess. now <laughs> and that way your glasses are recording the video of you looking at yourself so it's like you just need the feed from your glasses right Basically, you could just hold a mirror up in front of your face, I guess. Yeah. So when I saw these get released, it really just opened up the whole idea to me of data and data privacy and the rights of people who use big tech. And in so many ways, this is like a physical manifestation of big tech's integration with your person. Yeah. And it's not Mm -hmm. the first one. And there's others coming down the pike like uh Neuralink that Elon's pushing which is going to be basically like an mp3 player in your head I think is how he's pitching it right now terrible idea you will never ever catch me putting a, a technological device in my head unless it's like a pacemaker can but you imagine getting hacked and just rickrolled for like 24 <laughs> right? hours a day <laughs> never gonna give you up <laughs> yeah that's psychological warfare oh yeah, for uh, sure oh for sure yeah so We'll get to some of the other ways big tech is our big tech is already intruding in our lives, but I wanna I wanna 
kind of throw to a little bit more of a political event. We try not to be overtly political here, but this is relevant. Uh, so at the most recent GOP Republican debate, uh, Nikki Haley said, and many other candidates said, they want to ban TikTok. And mm-hmm. who can blame them? TikTok is absolutely collecting data and sending it directly to the Chinese Communist Party. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, uh, and the Chinese Communist Party is also injecting terrible algorithms. Yes, for and America. probably promoting terrible ideas. And Behavior stuff. control yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think what Vivek said at the debate was was really important, and I think it's something that a lot of a lot of non millennial and Gen Z and younger Republicans probably don't quite understand. It's not just TikTok. TikTok certainly is spyware, but you know, so is probably your calculator app. If you've ever downloaded an app that is like Notes or something, and it says we want access to your camera and to your microphone, and you click yes, it's listening and watching everything you do with your phone, and then it's selling that data to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's all of these companies have way too much information about you already. And that, and so my position for a while has kind of been, well, I'll just throw out so much data that they'll have to sift for hours to get something useful. Yeah. <laughs> and then AI came along. Yeah, and the AI <laughs> can just do all the sifting in like five seconds. Yeah, now you are totally uh, just open for... The big tech guys to yep. pick you apart. Yep. I have, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I have seen these add-ons you can get for your browser that generate fake internet use. Oh. So it's just, <laughs> you know, going to <laughs> random sites or whatever, just typing random things. And so it's just like spiking your data. So it's not useful because uh, they never know well, which ones you and hope, which ones. Let's hope it doesn't add-on. go to some nefarious websites that really make it a problem for yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You get arrested for something illegal. And they're like, it was the add-on, I promise. <laughs> you were searching how to poison someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an author, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that authors all the time are like, oh man, I'm worried about searching on this. Yeah. You know, how long does it take for someone to bleed out? I promise, I'm not it's murdering just, somebody. It's, it's for research purposes. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's something that that we need to think about, that it's not just these obvious spyware. It's not just TikTok. It's also just about every app on your phone that's listening to you. Yeah, but especially the American big tech companies. Yeah, and and that leads us into our next point, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the other ways big tech is already kind of integrated physically with your person, with your life, are, you know, things we all welcomed into our homes. Or some of you were smarter than me. I welcomed them into my home. Uh, with the Amazon Echo, which is always listening to everything said in your house, you know, and that's that's kind of creepy. And we thought maybe this was going to be the next big technological change, and it hasn't really panned out to be that. It's mostly just a way for them to listen to everything said in your house. Mm-hmm. But there's also like Google Home, same thing. And then, you know, like Amazon links, you can link your Roomba, which is an automated vacuum cleaner, to your Amazon account, your Amazon Echo, and then tell Alexa to run the Roomba. Well, what that means, because the Roomba maps the floor plan, Mm -hmm. is that Amazon now stores your floor plan to your house in their servers. Yeah. So, like, whatever data you think they don't have, they probably already have it. Mm -hmm. And just because they're an American company doesn't mean that they're on our side. No. And maybe they're doing it kind of without malice. Maybe they're just kind of like, We've got all these servers, might as well fill them up with data, and then, hey, we can sell it and make money, go for it. But some of them are probably thinking about this more nefariously. And so people do need to be more watchful, I think, and more, a little bit more paranoid, you know? Not too paranoid, but 
a little bit of well, paranoia is healthy. I mean, there's there's got to be some laws on the books in regards to data collection and what is permissible. Um, I know. I mean, every time you use it, like you were pointing out, mm -hmm. there's a user agreement every time you download an app. And, of course, it's pages long and probably almost no one reads it all the way through. Right. Um, That's intentional. Yeah. Well, occasionally some company will do something like, Haida, if you tweet at us that you read this part of our user agreement, we'll send you 4000 bucks. And every once in a while someone gets 4000 bucks or however much money from one of these companies because they're the one weirdo on the entire planet <laughs> who reads the EULA. Yeah. Yeah. So there are certain laws that apply to what can be done with the with the data that companies collect on you and what is the data they collect on yeah. you, et cetera. I think the problem with TikTok when compared to these other American companies is that TikTok doesn't have any of that necessarily. They don't they claim they're playing by the rules, but they're not playing by the rules. Oh, because because the Chinese just Yeah. We already know this with all sorts of things where there's right. American norms, you know, copyright, and China just does not respect that at all. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So it's, it's yes, all of big tech is collecting data. Mm -hmm. the, and they're selling it to one another. And they're selling to various degrees, there's, and there's even laws that dictate that too. The difference being in the U.S., we, we have laws that are di dictating it, and people are concerned with how that happens, and there's going to be more rules that come into the game to try to regulate this. Right. And the, the problem with adding these new laws is you have to think about the unintended consequences. Right. How is this law I'm building going to be abused? Right. So it's, it's complicated. It's not an easy it, solution. It, it is. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, big tech as an entity is, has been – it's made up of a bunch of different companies that mm -hmm. are competing against each other often. So I'm a little bit hesitant to just say, well, they're all doing exactly the same thing TikTok is, and they're all selling your data to China. No, it's not quite that one-for-one one or simple. I would right. say Amazon's not directly harvesting the data and sending it straight onto the right. CCP, the, which TikTok the reason why is. Mm -hmm. The reason why TikTok is so controversial, at least one of the reasons, is because it is sucking up data and delivering that data to China. That's mm -hmm. what it does. Secondly is they are in intentionally pushing, like you said, dangerous algorithms yeah. designed to... Social influence. Mm -hmm. Socially influence, negatively socially influence, especially the youngest generation of Americans. Yeah. Whereas they won't allow those, <laughs> those same <laughs> types of programs in China. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why that would be. Yeah. It, it, it's true. Uh, to be fair, in China, they don't need it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe you need the social Delete. algorithms, but you don't need the spyware because they've got cameras, you know, their big push where they put cameras oh, on every street Oh, you mean for corner. sucking the data up through it. Yeah, uh, although I bet they are still sucking any any data up in, amongst the Chinese as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm certain they are. But they have government-owned property well, that's got, already recorded. They also have the China. social credit scores within yeah. China. That's a, a fact of how they – that's how they regulate and enforce uh, law within their country without always – with out having directly people have to police themselves because right. of the because of the social credit scores and if they get negative social credit scores right it's basically you've got real things yeah. like real bad things that can happen to you having having a too low a social credit score you have less rights than others having a super high one you have more rights than others so right. yeah it's it's yeah. <laughs> well, see, scary well yeah. this is what leads us this is a good uh, i guess segue into why the collection of all this data is so problematic mm -hmm. and why people should not just think of it as like, ah, eh, they got everything big deal. No, it is a big deal because 
what nefarious actors can do with it. And one of the things is the social credit score. If a government decides it's going to implement some type of, and this is where we'll bring Nikki Haley in, mm-hmm. some type of regulatory program uh, regarding social media use that could expand well beyond that. Just think a kind of government federalized method of canceling people is kind of what we're we're worried about, right? Right. It would be a form of control that would eliminate their freedom of their freedom of speech in a way, yeah. uh, freedom of thought, uh, freedom of commerce, freedom of movement. I yeah. mean, there, there's so many things that if the government had access to all the information and decided and created some form of, it could create some form of social credit score system. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in a way to try to say, well, we need to end hate crimes. And so mm-hmm. what we're going to do is have this legislation passed that's going to help eliminate or lessen hate crimes. And, yeah. of course, then how you're defining that, How what does that mean, what are the ramifications for people? I mean, we're seeing it in Europe already, people getting arrested for posting a meme mm. that was considered offensive to a certain group. And it's right. just like, yeah, what? I know that's happening in the U.K. Have you seen it happening in other EU countries as well? Well... The UK is not part of the EU, but I, uh, I, I thought I saw something in a Scandinavian country that something similar had happened, but I'm not. Oh yeah, in Norway. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is already real. It's already happening. Where where what you say on Twitter from the privacy of your home, own home, you know, can come back to bite you decades later mm-hmm. in some people's cases. So yeah, you mentioned Nikki Haley, so we right. should explain that. Yeah. So Nikki Haley has just recently uh, come out and said if she was president everyone on social media would have to be verified by their name. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's good on paper. But you have to think about how is this going to be abused. And it's going to it's gonna enable these kind of social credit systems mm-hmm. wildly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and the other thing she said is she's going to make every uh, social media company have to be upfront about their algorithm. And sure, that's good on its face when you're worried about the algorithm. You're like, what is this doing to our young people that we don't even know about. But then what about when the government says, hey, we want you to make everyone vote Democrat in the next election and we have access to your algorithm so we'll be able to see if you've done it or not. You know, you got to think yeah. about these things. I think a wiser approach is putting more power into the hands of the people. And Europe already, if, <laughs> of some of the things that we do agree with of European policy is that uh, people tend to have control over their own data mm. uh, and I think that if we put that on the social media companies of each individual owns their own data yeah, and you can't just sell this stuff and you have to make it very explicit of what you're going to do with it. And these huge long user agreements are not a thing. And I don't know exactly how you implement it, but more of an idea of this isn't so much something that, individuals have to comply with it's more something that social media companies have to comply with by law that puts the power in the hands of the people for their own data right or attempts to and like one of the earliest forms of the eu being ahead of the u.s on this was when they implemented in some of these countries the right to be forgotten which basically says you can give facebook or whoever a month and after a month they have to delete your data they can't store it against your will and Basically, any online account you have can be destroyed and no one will be able to find it again. And I think that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, 
you know, the EU and, and Europe in general can get around some of these things more easily than we can because we have mm. the best, the, the highest quality, the platinum grade free speech protections in America right. in the form of the First Amendment. So it means it's harder to make some of these laws. But I think the benefits to the First Amendment far outweigh the costs. Well, on the flip side, you know, as you mentioned earlier, in a lot of European countries, you can be arrested for what you say online. Right. So it's like uh, they obviously don't have it all figured out either. Right. The First Amendment that we have is better than pretty much any other country in the world. Yeah. Uh, so we have to consider that. But um, yeah, maybe well, a digital bill of rights. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the ownership of your intellectual property, which includes your speech, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. focusing it more in that direction rather than the direction we've been focusing on, which is always the negative, which has been, well, we need to somehow suppress hate speech or yeah. dangerous speech or disinformation, however, you know, that's, it's always been focused in this negative sense. A better way to look at it was the positive, protecting, uh, you know, in, you know um, property rights, and that includes your speech. Right. Uh, online speech, online. Your browsing history, your, all your, of it. All of it. That's that's your intellectual property, you could say. Yeah. And that, in formulating laws or bill of rights, you say, or something like that, that would be focused on that protect, so that the individual, so that there's investment. Because I think, and this is me th- wondering, maybe this is why Europe is kind of ahead of the curve on this one, is Europe when it comes to businesses and corporations, it's been less, I there's guess. More regulation. There's you more regulation. There's more regulation, but it's been less trusting of them maybe. Yeah, sure. And so corporations automatically are kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to Europe and developing and growing. And the freedom they have to expand and develop technology um, is not nearly as open as it is in the States. And so I think in that sense, the reason big tech grew so rapidly and it and really us is where it originated you can yeah. almost say mm-hmm. is because there was a lot more freedom for these people building these companies to kind of run with it it was almost like a wild west kind of thing well well yeah here comes the internet here comes all this stuff and all of us who have these ideas can run with it and there weren't any kind of there are few guardrails because the american system is designed to yeah. to be slow it's designed to be measured it's designed to you have to think out the law before it can actually become a law is how the u.s system is designed it doesn't always work that way but that's kind of the thought behind most of our structures in our government yeah you're you're you want when you make laws you want to be careful in making them that you're not infringing on freedom Mm -hmm. i mean because if our if freedom is the highest kind of goal for society for individuals within society to to uphold and maintain um that as much as possible within the broader culture Mm -hmm. you want to avoid too many regulations and rules at least in theory um well and but that has it has many 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 times shown how valuable that is in the united states yeah and i mean unfortunately we have a culture within washington dc who don't believe that they right. believe that their job is to regulate society. And so they're constantly pouring out laws and regulations that make you less free. Yeah. Um, so, but in spirit, I think you're exactly right. The idea was let's not make rules until we absolutely have to make rules. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and and I have two points if I can remember both of them. <laughs> we'll go to the one I can remember. <laughs> so one is uh, you were mentioning earlier owning your data, and yes, you might think if you're not if you haven't been paying attention to this stuff, you might think, well, I already own my data. You know, I have it. I post stuff on Facebook. That's my stuff. It's actually not, or at least it wasn't. I haven't reread the Facebook terms and conditions since I joined back in like 2007. But back then, at least, and I think it's still true, when you uploaded an image on Facebook, Facebook owns that image. It's not your image any longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you may think you own this stuff, but you actually don't. And even with a lot of like, if you buy audiobooks or if you buy digital movies, you may think you own those, but really kind of what you own is access to those Mm -hmm. things. And it can be taken away, which is why... For me, when I'm buying a movie I actually care about, I'll buy a physical copy that includes a digital code so that I know, even if I lose access to the digital version, I still have the physical copy. No one can take that away from me. And they can't change it. Right. And they can't I, change I mean, it. I mean, that that's very important. That is, especially with AI now coming on the scene, um, the ability for digital records to be messed with and changed. There are ways to check if that's happened, like the Wayback Machine. If you don't know about that, there, it's a website. There, Wayback Machine. There, are, there is, and I think along with the the tech that's also starting to to grow and blossom in the midst of concerns over digital property rights and all this other stuff, is blockchain tech. Mm-hmm. And I think that is pretty fascinating too, because that's kind of a buffer against the ability to manipulate people's data mm. and stuff, and so at the same time as we're having concerns over AI and the new tech coming in and, you know, how are we going to verify if you actually said that or you actually did that? Well, now we've got blockchain and that has a way that, as far as I understand it, that has a way of like putting a digital stamp on every single thing you're doing that can't be changed. Yeah. I, I don't, I've heard about blockchain a lot and I've heard people talk about it and I still don't understand it. It's like quantum you know, <laughs> uh, whenever yeah. a scientist is talking and the word quantum is thrown in, you're like, okay, Your I no longer understand over. this. This yeah. is over my head. Because quantum means you throw the rules out. And I feel like blockchain <laughs> kind of means, means the same to me, at least. I just, I don't understand it yeah. well enough. Blockchain is interesting. It is an attempt to decentralize, but also create a permanent record. Right. Mm-hmm. So in a sense... It's it, kind of like digital DNA. It is. Yeah. 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 That is what I've heard. Yeah. So... I don't know. It can be helpful, but it could also mean that everything is open for the whole world to see. I mean... And and some of these things turn out that way. Uh, like with Bitcoin. When Bitcoin was first hitting the market, people thought, oh, this is going to be the best way to have private money that no one can trace. Well, it worked that way for a little while, but now it's gotten to the point where if you pay for something with a Bitcoin, the Bitcoin is a string of numbers. That's what a Bitcoin is. And... Apparently, it's very easy now at this point to just look at the Bitcoin that you've been paid with and be like, oh, I know exactly whose hands this has been in all the way back to the time it was first mined. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. But I mean, that's nece- I mean, that's necessary in the sense of being able to ensure that you hold on to your currency. That's why with the blockchain and, and with these uh, cryptocurrencies, it it really is going to decentralize, I think. It will decentralize banking in such a fashion where you can't have countries necessarily controlling mm-hmm. the currency. The currency yeah. and, and therefore preventing people from being able to, to trade and do business. Well, this kind of goes back to the second point that I didn't make, and I remember it now. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So I think there's there's kind of this 
principle by which you can tell if something is more or less American, more or less free. I use those terms interchangeably. Sue me. I'm right. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's more American if you're faced with an option where you can either empower uh, a central governing force to deal with a problem or you can empower the people to deal with the problem. If you choose to empower the people, it's more American. If you choose to empower a governing force, it's less American, in my view. And and so I think I think you're right. I think AI may be a good way to do this, to empower people to navigate the web more safely and control their data better. But it, it always needs to be not, we're going to suppress all the people we don't like. It's we're going to yeah. make sure the people who are real people can have their voices heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody disagrees with the the desire to get rid of um, the bot the bot armies that mm-hmm. come along that are, that are used to try to influence public opinion by trying to make it look like everybody believes this when only two people believe right. it. And going know? back to Nikki Haley, that's that's her big thing. That's why yeah, she's right. saying she wants to verify people by name is to get rid of bots. And I agree with her sentiment on getting rid of the bots. Like I said, I think yeah. everybody's like, yes, we're there. We don't like the fact that public opinion can be so easily manipulated. Um, by these these um, nefarious f- folks, you know, using social media, mm-hmm. um, governments or special interest groups, yeah, yeah, or you know, spy organizations sometimes. Yeah, it's it's uh, all of the above actually. I think um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we know China has got the the largest data collection hacking system in the world, right? And we know yeah. the the recent ten seven attacks on Israel were aided by a cyber attack at the same time. That's what partially enabled that to be a, a successful terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And it, speaking of that, the use of then the re- reality of the existence of AI to then deny that the images and the video oh, yeah. that was captured was actual and, and fa- actually true. That's just another factor of how this... And you're talking about the images that Hamas recorded during <laughs> themselves and set uh, right. themselves during the attack. These images were circulating of horrible, horrible, horrific Crimes. sites of yeah. murdered men, women, and children. And then people on Twitter were sharing them, saying, "I put this through this AI detection filter, which those do not have a very high standard of reliability to begin with." But then it says, and this is what it said: it said the AI filter says uh, this was probably made with AI. And, like, sometimes what that means is there was a filter on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, like sepia filter or whatever, where it just it looks mm-hmm. different, but the, the image is still the same. Yeah, so, I mean, we're in this phase right now, probably kind of like what it was in the early 90s and mid-90s, really mid-90s and late 90s with the internet, where people barely conceive of what it is but don't really understand it. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's the same thing with AI. They kind of like, oh, with AI you can fake anything and... They, well, they, I can give an example of this, yeah. uh, and and I haven't been able to track it down, and I think that's kind of the point. That's why this thing was made. But I saw this video on TikTok. I know, I know. <laughs> of uh, it, it looks like it's like a Fox News broadcast. That's what it looks like, and it's Newt Gingrich talking, and he's like, Warren Buffett, as he's coming to the end of his life, has decided to set up a trust fund for Americans, basically saying, you know, go to this link and get free money. But they do it sneakily. And so it's Newt Gingrich saying that. And then it's a video of Warren Buffett saying, yeah, I created the system. As far as I can tell, neither one of them ever said that. I'm I'm 99% certain this was just a completely AI-generated deep fake video to make people think, oh, it's Newt Gingrich and Warren Buffett talking about it. I guess it's real. And that's the danger that we're facing, especially as we... Is it like a data phishing video or like you think? 
yeah, I'm probably some way to steal your identity yeah, or something. Give yeah. us your bank records, and then we'll send you money. And oh, your bank's empty now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is the danger. But some people are actually taking, I think, positive steps in protecting us from this stuff already. And and I think the clearest example is Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I really like what Elon has done from the perspective of fact checking yeah. and putting that again in the hands of the people and that's through the community notes mm-hmm. uh, section. So you can say something and the community can say, Hey, it's actually this, Yeah, uh, but it doesn't necessarily do anything to your post and it doesn't kick you off of Twitter. Right. And you've probably already seen this. It's where you see a post and then you see underneath it, it says readers added context. You might like to know and mm-hmm. it says whatever. Yeah. As opposed to like YouTube that has it on some of its videos, the standard line, the on like standard COVID. line on COVID or climate change. And yep. it's just like, I mean, it's like this is your narrative on it. This has no nothing to do with the facts, mm-hmm. but the way they but fact check. I also really like what Elon has done from the perspective of verification, mm-hmm. and because we're talking about user data and deciding who's real and who's not. And essentially, it's like if you want a blue check, you can pay for it. We have to verify it, but it's voluntary, right? And you get to know exactly what you're providing and how your data is going to be used. And then if you choose not to do that, you don't have to do it. But for those who do get a verification, they can be assumed to be a real person. Well, you can at least be certain they're not a bot. You know, mm-hmm. they may not be the person they're presenting themselves at, but they're not a bot yeah. if they have that blue check mark. Because the point of the whole the the point of having a bot army is you have, you know, a hundred thousand bots, but you're not gonna pay eight hundred thousand dollars a month to run your bots. So the, it's a very simple way to just weed out the vast majority of the bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So to Nikki Haley's point, yeah, I think it's a terrible idea to mandate that. Mm-hmm. But I think social media companies who care, who give you an option to do that, that pr- produces a more organic ability to build a trust. Yeah. And the other thing Elon's doing is he's kind of, you know, and, and you can complain about this and I understand why you would. But I think it is the right step, unfortunately. You know, it'd be better if we lived in a perfect world, but we don't. But he's floating this idea of just a standard fee to use Twitter at all, just like something simple, like two bucks a year, you know, not a lot. I don't remember exactly what he said, um, the amount. But that that also is going to eliminate the vast majority of these bots. Yeah. Uh, because you're not, again, you're not going to pay $200,000 a year just to run your bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it costly, you know, to do to engage in nefarious activity like that. Right, and even if you're gonna do it, hey, you're giving Elon two hundred thousand bucks a month, so I guess it works out for him for yeah. a year. The we mentioned it once already, the Digital Bill of Rights. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read what DeSantis actually already this year did when he signed a, a Digital Bill of Rights for Floridians. Okay. So these are the points on his Digital Bill of Rights. Uh, the right to control personal data, including the right to confirm, access, and delete your data. So that's the right to be forgotten. Uh, the right to know that your personal data isn't going to be used against you uh, when a pur- purchasing a home, obtaining health insurance, or being hired. So basically, you're not going to be able to be canceled by people who have bought and sold your data. The right to know how internet search engines manipulate search results. So like, we're suppressing this because it we think it's fake news or whatever. They'd have to tell you that, I guess. The right to opt out of having your personal data sold. Whew, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be nice? I know. Yep. And the right to protect children from personal data collection. So if you're not an adult, they can't collect any data on you. That's mm-hmm. that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. I don't know 
how much success that has had now that it's been implemented in Florida, but it's a it's a good first step. It at least provides the legal basis f- from which to sue these companies. When did it uh, when did it s- sign this into law? It says today, and the article was written on June sixth, twenty 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 three. So okay. Be interesting if there's had any lawsuits that have come up since uh, in regards to. I guess we can summarize what we've talked about. We've we've covered most of the bases, I think. Yeah. So TikTok is obvious. Yeah. It's the Chicoms. Uh, they're manipulating algorithms to influence our society, and then also stealing all of our data. But big tech is not necessarily a whole lot better. In some ways, it yeah. might be, but well, they are likely selling our data. To the Chaicoms as well. And the Russians and the Iranians and, you know, even the French, you know, everybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would, I would rather have Americans have my data or yeah. French people have my data than the Chinese have my data. So yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a tier there. Right. And when we talk about selling data, maybe that's what exactly are they selling? They're not just saying, here's the box with all of. Right. They're not selling. Sterling's uh, info. Yeah. Just. It's probably going to be search. Here it goes. I mean, oftentimes the most common thing is going to be um, search history. Your market value is effectively what what can we sell to you? I think usually it's uh, put in with a bunch of other people. So it's, you know, white men between the age of 25 and 50 spend this much time on this website, this much time on this website. These are their likely search terms, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But if they wanted to dig down and find you personally, they probably could. There are also geographic considerations. There's also, um, like, they can follow you, and then they follow similar devices, and then they can create an aggregated profile of, you know, these kinds of people in this area are interested in this kind of thing. And so that's actually part of the reason why, Maybe you go to a friend's house and, for example, say your friend um, and several other friends have dogs and you have a dog or maybe you don't have a dog. Mm -hmm. But you go to your friend's house and they all have dogs and you go home, you get a dog food ad. Yeah. Because they've created this uh, geo-located idea of, hey, these people have all bought dog food. I can hear dogs in the background. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's all sorts of weird ways they target you with ads. But it, yeah, it is kind of like they take your personal data, they add it to 100,000 other people, mm-hmm. and then they use that to boil it back down to just you or what they think you are anyhow. Well, they, they're in a sense, they're building a psychological profile of at least a segment of society. Of and the they, statistical. Of yeah. the statistic. And, the, and they can put you into a certain right. grouping. And you're then they know based, be, based on that how to market to that group. You're going to be targeted based on people like you. Yep. Yeah. And and so it's... it's The people you hang out with. The people you hang, hang out with. Yeah. And I think we've all probably had those moments where we see an ad pop up suddenly and we're like, are they literally reading my mind? I'm certain I haven't said that out loud. Like I haven't said I really want Cheez Its out loud. No, but, but I'm seeing a Cheez It ad. Your buddy probably did when you're at his house last night. Right, right. Or they are just you, know Cheez Its are, are you, suddenly you're gonna working well for your age. Cheez Its tonight, and you're surfing through your phone or something. Yeah, suddenly yeah. Cheez It ads. Well, it, there is a you can prank people kind of with this. If you're if you have someone you send emails to a lot. What you can do is you can write in white font so it doesn't show up. They can't oh, see it. God. You know, cheese its cheese its cheese its cheese its <laughs> and then they'll start seeing those ads because it's in their email. Cheese it cheese it cheese it, oh, and the gosh. bot doesn't know it. That you can't see it. That's <laughs> hilarious. The social media platforms, Chicoms versus the uh, local, you yeah. know, American, and then the local big tech. 
producing tech uh, items like the Internet of Things the, items. Yeah, the Ray-Bans. That the seem Google more and Home. more intrusive every day. And, I, and obviously we led with that today, the yeah. uh, Ray-Ban meta uh, video glasses. Yeah. And that's on top of the smartphone that's sitting in your pocket right now already being the best spy device ever devised. Yeah. Now you're <laughs> yeah. literally going to send and sight. They're going to get everything yeah. like your whole perspective as a person is just going back to freaking meta. <laughs> right. Right. I just still don't know. I mean, maybe a ton of people are going to want to just record what they see all the time. But to me that, well, it, there's there's lots and lots and lots of young people who are trying to be influencers, and lots of them are succeeding. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess if you're doing an influence, I'm just saying it. It's interesting that you'd be an influencer by what you're recording all the time, but if you're you yourself aren't in it, I don't know. Well, people now do. Uh, yeah, the th- part about people not being themselves in it that's interesting. But I'm yeah. people live stream themselves doing the dishes or folding oh, yeah. laundry. No, so. I, I know that. Uh, I'm just saying it, it, I guess, hey, this is my adventure. Turn the glasses around. I'm going to go ride this trail, turn the glasses back on, and then go ride in the trail. Yeah, and GoPro videos are already popular. So Yeah, GoPro has existed in that sense. So I guess this is not, this is, uh, I don't know. The next step. Go walking. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I think these Meta Ray-Ban glasses will probably be a whole lot more successful than Google Glass because that kind of crashed mm-hmm. and burned immediately. I expect well, they're more this will cool, be, for sure. I mean, they've got a classic style. But yeah. most people aren't. I'm assuming most people aren't going to recognize that somebody's wearing them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the. I just think. The idea. I just think there's going to be a whole bunch of problems because. Yeah, of that. and for the people who are sneaky or or just want to feel like spies, they might get them for that reason. Like, as a kid, I I did have those spy glasses. They're sunglasses, and they have a little strip of mirror on the side, so you can see who's behind you. Yeah. I loved those. I loved it so. <laughs> I bet there's going to be people who buy these Ray-Bans for the same reason. Yeah. All right. So I, I, that kind of summarized what we've talked about. We talked about the debate and, and just we need to actually focus on the collection of data and not just TikTok, although yeah. TikTok is something to worry about. Oh, and we didn't mention this, but there is a few big tech companies who kind of care about protecting your data, at least as long as it's in their best interest. They seem to. Yeah. Yeah. Apple. And Apple has kind of been the gold standard on this. Several times they've, you know, the FBI has said, open up this iPhone so we can see what this criminal did. And Apple's like, no. And, you know, I want the FBI to catch the criminal, but I'm also all for Apple doing that and saying no. So there's there's some people who are doing it right, uh, even if it's for their own selfish selfish interests. Indeed. I guess that's everything. Yeah. Uh, so Digital th- Bill of Rights for the whole country. Yes, for sure. Um, and DeSantis's list looks pretty good to me. We can yeah. run with that. So this has been the Pop Culture Contrarian episode Big Tech Pirates, your life. PopCon is brought to you by the Patriot Post, which can be found at patriotpost.us. It is the oldest conservative online news, policy, and opinion digest on the web. It's right. It's free. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we hope to see you next time.